I guess I'll finish up this intro since I interrupted it. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we're a real podcast about fake podcasts. market i'm panda and i'm here with my friend Teresa. how you doing Teresa? and today so in my house i live in the fucking stone ages at my house and uh i don't own a mixer or a rolling pin even though i'm a frequent pie baker and so i went to my grandmother's you don't house own a rolling pin i don't so a rolling pin broke and it's been broken like literally since i was six years old so during my mom's last big cleaning bin, she's like, fuck it, let's just throw out this rolling pin. I was like, okay. And she's like, we'll buy a new one. And then we never bought a new one. And it's been mm, a year now. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a rolling pin. So I went to grandma's to borrow a rolling pin. And she looked at my shirt and I'm wearing a Vegeta shirt. And she goes, she like looks at him and goes, who's this man? <laughs> and I was like, well, well, Grandma, that's Vegeta. And she was, like, satisfied with that answer. She has no idea who Vegeta is. So I'm good. How are you? Oh, my God. That's so good. I love this so much. I love the idea of you telling Jima about Vegeta. <laughs> one time I told her about part five of Jojo. Actually, one time I made her write, I made her watch the first episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh my god, I think I remember this. Yeah, I wrote a whole entire review from her standpoint and I asked her questions and what she thought. And she's like, I have no idea what's going on. That girl's gonna do something. It's like, Grandma, that's not a girl. And she's like, that's not a girl. And I was like, no, Grandma, that's not a word at work. And my professor thought it was really funny. And I was like, oh, thank God. That's so good. Oh, my God. I'm okay. I'm actually, I'm pretty sad, Teresa. Why? I'm sad because you and your friends wrote me into Rock Hill. Yeah. Rock Hill, baby, we got rocks. Hello, everyone. This is Anime Corner, everybody's favorite podcast within a podcast. And I'm here to talk about Land of the Lustrous. I started reading the manga, and people who've listened to my other podcasts have heard me talk about my issues with reading due to my attention deficit disorder. But I started reading Land of the Lustrous because I picked up the first volume, and then like I was bored. So I was like, well, I'll read this. And then I ended up, over the course of a day, reading seven volumes of this manga. And then several hours later, I ended up looking up the chapters past what had been officially translated on some website. And then I read those. And then I watched the entire first season of the anime 
that I found out came out over a year ago and they never announced a season two. So I'm in rock hell, baby. What's going on? Welcome. I'm so sad. I love rock hell. It makes me really emotional. I feel your pain. And I have a lot of friends who are really into it, as you know, and we all now can scream together. And when you come, so guys, I don't know if you heard, but Panda's coming back to Jersey. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, as <gasps> as part of a Christmas present from my mother, she has agreed to help me buy another plane ticket to go back to Jersey. And Teresa and I are going to go see Sailor Moon the Super Live, which is a Japanese musical that will have subtitles somehow. Oh, I know how it's. Ha- I've seen like operas before that do it. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a projection screen usually above or under the stage, and it'll just have the subtitles of what's see, going I on. I kind of figured that was going to be the case. Uh huh. But yeah, we're going to see Sailor Moon the Super Live, and we're going with your friends yes and all three of them are in rock hell too so oh, we can boy, have yeah. a family rock discussion yeah it's uh, if you haven't heard of land of the lustrous it's about these rock people and they live in a society it's like a post-humanity civilization um not really civilization just like a society of rock people and they live with their sensei who helps teach them about the world and they have to fight off attacks from these creatures called Lunarians that come down from the sky and attack them. And they don't know why, but Lunarians will capture them and break them apart and use their body parts as jewelry and weapons. And don't think about it too hard. It's really gross. It's cool. It's really good. It's that it's good, actually, good body it's very cool. It's very cool. It's got very good body horror because it's all rock people it does it also if you're really into art it has a really oh buddy the art like the art so it's a really simplistic style but then also there's a lot of really good negative space use and honestly for something that is so simplistic it's some of the best facial expressions I've ever seen I really love it I think it's really good and let's be real I know what bad manga looks like and I know what good manga looks like at this point and I really enjoy the series a lot. A lot. I cannot recommend it highly enough, honestly. And I've only read the fan translation as well, which can be a little wonky at times. Yeah, something about the translations is that the gem characters are functionally, they are genderless. And the official translation gets around this by basically trying to avoid pronouns when at all possible. I can't even remember if there is an instance where any of the gems are given any sort of pronoun. They usually use dialogue to work around it. Fan translations often use he, which is not great. Yeah, they either use all he or all she. And I'm just like, all right, sounds good. Like, guys, they exist. It sure does, buddy. But here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. And since Panda doesn't have any holiday-themed podcast ideas, I do. As a podcast, we legally are required to celebrate the winter holiday of candle nights. Wow. Griffin McElroy, if you're out there. <laughs> So 
this one is kind of broad, but I think has a lot to explore in it. And uh, how about a podcast where we just write Christmas albums? I feel like there's a lot of Christmas albums out there and some are really good and some are really bad. And some of them are compilations and some of them are classical and some of them are a hot mess. I love this idea because I love, I especially love gimmicky Christmas albums for like, you remember they used to do like cartoon Christmas albums. I don't know that. I don't think that's as much of a thing anymore, but like, I know I used to have, I, I might be hallucinating this, but I'm fairly certain. I remember having a Shrek Christmas album. Shrimp arresting. I'm going to Google this real quick. Yeah. To see if this is a real thing that exists. My most potent memory of this album. Oh, it's real. Yeah, it's uh, Shrek the Halls. Shrek the Halls. Shrek the Halls was the Christmas special, I think. No, I had like a CD. They covered Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. It was maybe Shrek Home for the Holidays. Yeah, it was Shrek Home for the Holidays was this CD And it had one of the most potent memories I remember from this CD is there's one part where Shrek says that he's going to sing his favorite Christmas song, Silent Night, and Donkey gets like real excited about it. And then it's just like cricket noises. That's that's it. I didn't say it was funny. That's just something I remember from this album. So much. Oh, my God. I have to listen to it's extremely bad Christmas wrapping done by Shrek and Co. I also am very familiar with the Pokemon like four kids Pokemon Christmas album. Oh. It's very good. Isn't there also a VeggieTales Christmas album? I mean, there has to be. Oh, there's gotta be a VeggieTales Christmas album. Oh, there we go. A very Veggie Christmas full album. There's multiple versions from what I'm saying. But yeah, I love this idea. Not just because I do, as much as I just love cartoon Christmas albums, like Christmas albums are such a wild thing that can exist. I mean, you have like fairly normal Christmas albums and then you have Santa Buddy. Yeah. And every year somebody comes out with a new Christmas album too. Like, for instance, there's Christmas with Weezer. Didn't even know that existed. I didn't know that existed. Hell yeah, but it does. The oh, fuck the In Sync Home for Christmas album. Oh, I used to have that album. That album is responsible for Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we could even do like singles. Like for instance, Carly Rae Jepsen's version of Last Christmas, Queen, absolute Queen. Where would we Absolutely. be? Without Carly Rae Jepsen. She's the reason for the season. Amen. And she also has that song called Mittens. But is it a Christmas song? I don't It is. It has to be. Let's read some lyrics. Home tonight, rest my head in my single childhood bed. Close my eyes, count to three, wish that you were here with me. Last year when my hands were cold, you were always there to hold. So give me your warmest pair, your strongest pair of mittens, please. Oh, here we go. Something to get me through the loneliness of Christmas Eve. I fell for you like crazy and I can't get thoughts of you from me. So give me your warmest pair, your strongest pair of mittens, please. 
please. Okay, so Queen Carly Rae Jepsen is going to come out with a Christmas album, like, probably by next year. And Queen Carly saved Christmas. Carly Rae Jepsen saved my life, really. But yeah, I love this idea. Do we have a name idea? I mean, I have another concept, though, within this podcast, though. And then maybe... There could be a segment about people who you think should make Christmas albums. Like Oh yes, love that. Yeah. Oh, like who, I want instance, to make a Christmas album. Who 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 would you want to make who a do Christmas you album? Want? Hmm. I hmm. Trick question, Joanna <laughs> Well, that's true. I mean, I think she would make a really good combination of like classical Christmas carols. And then also strong Jonu bops. You feel me? I do feel you. But I also think Carly Rae Jepsen in general should just make a real Christmas album. You know what would be the wildest shit in the world? Tell me. A Kanye West Christmas album. Oh my god. Well, one time somebody was like, why hasn't Drake made a Christmas album yet? And then the responses all were, he's Jewish. And that's true. Drake is Jewish. He can make a hanukkah album hell yeah i mean also drake's canceled though because he's like totally creepy well, okay but... yeah but i just within the... within the realm and the concept within the premise of drake making a holiday album yeah i think that'd be i mean chance the rapper can make one i'd be pretty satisfied with that chance the rapper christmas album would be dope that would be so good yeah, uh, I, want yeah I think that's the winner Monkey's christmas album what the arctic monkeys do they have one no i want one that would be pretty good i could respect that i feel like it would be very like moody christmas Mm, sad sad girl christmas sad boy christmas yeah buddy Mm. amen millennial what about you other than jonu um besides carly ray jepsen um hmm New Frank Ocean Christmas album. Uh-huh. I never really got into Frank Ocean, truthfully. Oh, so. I love Frank Ocean. That's fair. I mean, I'm trying to think of people who've done Christmas covers. Like, for instance, uh, Kate Nash did a cover of Last Christmas a few years back, and that was really fun. Ooh, yeah, that cover was really good. The band Fun has a few Christmas songs, but they don't have a Christmas album. I First of all, I'm a hardcore fun fan, like... I don't talk about them anymore, but oofa, oofa doofa. I've Jimmy been a really time likes, Jimmy really likes the band that the guy from Fun had before Fun. Oh, uh, the the format? Yeah. Yeah, they're fun too, but I was only into Fun. And they have a few songs that are Christmas themed. They like used to release one once a year, and I would be really happy with it a high definition Christmas album from them if they ever do stuff together again, which I really hope they do because I miss them. Yeah, those would be good. Yeah, I think a fun Christmas album would be really cool. That's my vote. Yeah, I don't know. What should we name this podcast band? Um hmm. what about leaving albums for Santa? Ooh, yeah. I like I like that I like that idea. Okay. But I kind of want to brainstorm a few more. Yeah. Hark the Herald album sing. Ooh, that's good. Okay. I like um 
I'm trying to think of other like Christmas songs to reference. It has to be classic. Yeah. Like, you know what slaps? Didn't Britney Spears have a Christmas album? I feel like she did. I know she had a song at least. The Santa, can you hear me? I've been really good this year. Yeah, I remember She didn't. She just has my only wish this year, which is that song. Santa, can you hear me? I've been really good this year. Oh, I want what the fuck there's on amazon somebody has an album called britney spears christmas explicit and then the band's name is dr peyote shag time all-stars i don't like this one one bit scoob okay so you know the song the christmas shoes yeah christmas tunes Mm, that's fair. I can get behind that. That's all I got. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Let's roll on to the next one, though. Pan, you got an idea for me? I do. And my idea is a podcast where each week the podcast host comes up with a recipe from stuff that you can get at, like, a dollar store. Hmm... Like a meal that like doesn't feel like you're just getting stuff from the dollar store and putting it together and trying to like eat well on a budget. Okay. Because like I I really like I've seen a lot of cookbooks for making the word gourmet doesn't even mean anything, but like gourmet meals on a budget. And I think just once a week, like the person making the podcast would maybe go to their local dollar store try to find some stuff that they can put together and then just for the podcast go through the recipe and like sort of walk a person through like putting it together interesting but also i think a lot of dollar stores vary in their product like for instance that's fair the dollar store that's closest to me is a hell of a whole lot different than the dollar street down in the opposite direction you know and yeah, and since a lot of times people have more than one type of these stores in their living area, like the person making the podcast could like go to different ones and try out different stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. Maybe they could to mix it up. Oh, it wouldn't be like totally universal, but I feel like you could still like work in a general direction of getting things mm-hmm. that are typically found in this type of store. Mm. There's also perhaps one item that's a little more expensive than normal or you could even expand it to what you can get from a bodega or something like that because I know like bodegas have a lot but not always the most but they're also really good for a quick fix and to get stuff by you know but yeah not like keeping it to just one type of store but just sort of the same general idea maybe meals under five dollars in general yeah something like that So you can do some really cool egg stuff there. You can do some pasta with some fresh vegetables that like, you know, if you buy like the older vegetables that are a little bit old and like they're kind of ready for the taking and stuff like that. For instance, you can make a real, I mean, a lot of 
bread recipes with stuff like bananas in it or pies they're designed for your fruit your fruit and your to be a little overripe to begin with and you get overripe fruit like super cheap so yeah because once it's real ripe like that it's got all the sugar in it yeah exactly so i could see that working like it's just a general like five dollars and under cooking for yourself can be really difficult especially Mm -hmm. when you don't have a lot of money yeah i know there was a cookbook that somebody wrote for their dissertation where it was like meals under twenty dollars like meals for the week with only spending twenty dollars type deal Mm -hmm. and um it was a lot of like beans like a lot of bean soups yeah Um, teas love beans so it's okay yeah Yeah, I mean, with stuff like that, you're going to use a lot of, like, rice and beans and pasta because that stuff is, like, easy to find usually and not particularly expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And, I don't know, I like cooking. So I like listening to – I like the idea of listening to somebody sort of, like, take me through a recipe. I really like – I like eating, but I'm really bad at cooking. I don't know that I'm, like, good at cooking, but I like trying. I'm good at breakfast. That's about it. What would you name this podcast, Pan? I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of a name. Hmm. <laughs> meals. Deals with meals? Meal deals. No. Meal, de- meal deals. Maybe? Meal deals sounds good. Meals for a deal. Meals for a deal. Meals for a deal. Frugal with food. Food goal with frugal. <laughs> frugal, frugal. Frugal foodie? I was going to say, what about just broke foodie? Yeah, something like that sounds good. Yeah, I feel like that's a hip young subculture kind of name, like... Welcome to Frugal Fruity. I'm a 22-year-old dumb bitch who lives in the city. And I'm broke as shit, but I gotta eat. And here's what I did for $5 kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Cool. Let's wrap that bad boy up. Is it my turn again? Yeah, didn't you say you had another holiday idea? I sure did. Okay, so this one uh, would be about holiday traditions and where do they come from and why do we still do it how's it's changed personal stuff that people may have personal traditions that they may have cultural differences like oh well i'm from canada but my boyfriend's from mexico and he does it this way and i do it this way kind of thing you know and i think that might be really cool and i know there are people who fucking love christmas and they want christmas to be all goddamn year round so i mean it could just be traditions in relation to all holidays like each month would be focused on a different holiday but also like i think there's enough christmas traditions in enough countries that you can make a set 24 like 52 week a year podcast dedicated to christmas traditions I like the just Christmas traditions one, but I also like the idea of expanding it to other holidays because holidays are so weird and like, especially traditions make can be so weird because sometimes it can be like something that's really personal between like a person and like their family. And then Mm -hmm. other times it's like society wide and like different places can have different traditions for like the same holiday Like how in, isn't it in Japan, how Christmas is 
more kind of like balance the equivalent of like valentine's day where you spend it with like your romantic partner i think so and i know you eat kfc in yeah. Japan on christmas like you could even do the burning of the straw goat rewind the what burning of the straw goat i think it's in sweden i've never heard of this what oh yeah, let me look buddy. it up it's called the i don't know how to pronounce it and i'm not going to try it's g-a-a with an umlaut v-l-e goat and it's a traditional christmas display erected annually at slots target which is the castle square in central Juvle, Sweden, and it's a giant version of a traditional. Oh, you are trying so hard. I really am a traditional Swedish Yule goat figure made of straw. It's erected each year at the beginning of Advent over a period of two days by the local community groups and has become famous. It's purposely destroyed in arson attacks during December. Despite security measures and nearby presence of a fire station, the goat has been burned to the ground most years since its appearance in 1966. As of December 2017, the goat has been damaged 37 times. Since 1986, two Yule goats have been built. The one in the Southern Merchants and the Yule goat built by the Natural Science Club of the School of Vasa. And it's been a long time tradition. And I know people on Tumblr fucking love it because, let's be real, people on Tumblr are a bunch of fucking pyromaniacs. And I think there was a picture that went around the other day inside of an Ikea where... This Ikea had both straw goats, miniature straw goats, and sets of matches right next to them, and they were selling them. It's like a Swedish Christmas tradition almost at this point for somebody, for an arsonist to just completely destroy the goat. And um, I mean, obviously, let's be be real, we're not burning no goat effigies here in New Jersey. I don't know about y'all, but... That's wild. I have never heard of this before. Oh, I mean... I don't know if this is just like a Southern Italian thing, but my family, when I was growing up, we used to bless the corners of each fucking room in my house on Christmas Eve. I've never heard of this either. Oh, and we would take the little like baby Jesus from uh, the nativity scene and then sing mostly Christmas songs in Italian, but christmas songs kind of in general so like silent night and a few others and stuff like that more traditional ones while we were blessing the corners of the rooms and it used to be like this thing every year we haven't done it in a while but i know that's like a family tradition or even like for new years like i growing up with my dad i would always throw a pot of water out the door to signify like a fresh new start to get rid of all the bad crap going on and stuff like that and a friend of mine also recently said that they did that with their dad as well. So I've never heard of that either. I've never heard of any of this. This is crazy. Yeah. And this is why a podcast like this needs to exist. So that people can learn about other people's holiday traditions. Yeah. It'll make you more worldly, you know? My family eats gumbo on Christmas Eve. Really? Is that just a family thing or is that like a Southern... It's just a family tree. I mean, like eating gumbo for holidays, especially like holidays when it's cold, is pretty common around like this area, like southern Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Specifically, my family always eat gumbo on Christmas Eve. Like my mom doesn't make it because my mom's not really she doesn't really like to cook. Mm we have a place that she like picks it up from and we've always gotten it from there forever. Basically. That's really cool. I've never had gumbo before panned. It's really good. 
I'm, Maybe. I mean, I, I like gumbo. I mean, what's in it? It's, well, okay, there's different types of gumbo. Okay. We get seafood gumbo, which well, comes yeah. with, like, it has, like, crab meat and shrimp, and sometimes people put oysters in it. I don't like oysters, but you just put all kinds of seafood in it, and it has, that like, okra so and, like... I've never had okra either. My mom doesn't like okra because of the texture. I'm very particular about okra. I nor- I normally only eat it in gumbo. Otherwise, like, it's just too slimy. Fair. Yeah, that's what my mom says. That's too slimy. But I'm willing to try it. I'm here for this gumbo. I'm going to come down to you. it over gonna... rice. Ooh, yes. I mean, that kind of just sounds like paella. I've never had paella. It's it's like Spanish gumbo, I guess. Paella is good. I haven't had it in forever. Ooh, now I'm like looking at pictures of it. <laughs> but it usually holds mussels, crawfish, sometimes scallops and it's usually over like yellow rice and it's really good yeah gumbo is made with you start with a roux which is i know what a roux is okay well you know yeah. i you, i don't know how much you cook because you i eat a lot i just don't cook a lot true. that's the thing that's true you start with the roux and then it normally has some sort of like seafood or chicken stock there's also another popular type of gumbo is chicken and sausage gumbo and sometimes Ooh, people will like combine shrimp and chicken and sausage. You can kind of go crazy with the proteins when it comes to gumbo. And Hell people yeah. do. We do alligator sausage down here in the South. I've never had alligator. Actually, I have, but I don't remember eating it because I was like three years old. Yeah. Alligator is an interesting meat. Nice. But uh, yeah, gumbo is really good. And if you ever come down here, we will definitely get you some gumbo. Please. I want to be fed by you so badly. <laughs> I would definitely cook for you if you came down here. For here real. I come. But yeah, do you have any other holiday traditions? One of my family's holiday traditions uh, is on New Year's. We eat steamed cabbage and black-eyed peas and cornbread. I've never had black-eyed peas either. Black-eyed peas are real good. You like uh, beans. So. I do. I love beans. Black eyed peas are very similar to beans, honestly. I'm just a northerner. <laughs> uh, my mom makes really good steamed cabbage, which steamed cabbage doesn't seem like something that would be as good as it is, but like my mom makes the crap out of some steamed cabbage. I really like cabbage. Like we'll make cabbage, love cabbage rice, and that's really good. And I think that's steamed technically. I love cabbage. Cabbage is good. But uh let's think of a name for this podcast, yeah. Yes, we should. Um, tradition. I don't know. Christmas. Christmas. Traditionally speaking. Traditionally speaking. That's it. That wins, Pan. Congratulations. You did it. I finally came up with a good name. You it only do. took me 42 episodes. No, you keep, you have good ideas. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that puts us over our time limit, even once we take out all of the times where we sat here not being able to come up with names. So uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at FreshPodMarket. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you do that at Impandonata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Teresa? Y'all can follow me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. Don't know if we're going to record an episode in between, 
but uh, I'll be at MAGFest. So if you're going to be at MAGFest, come party with your girl. Um, I'll be there the whole weekend, and I promise I'm really fun. I'm not in the Gaylord itself, but I'm in the harbor, so I'm like a two-minute walk in the freezing cold. But I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there all weekend, and um, I'd love to see people, even though I know we only have like 20 listeners, but still, come we party with me. We have followers on Twitter. Wow. I saw that this morning. That's pretty good. Uh, if you want to follow us on Tumblr, that is Fresh Podcast Market at Tumblr, even though let's be real, Tumblr is kind of dead now. Um, and then if you have ideas, you can message us uh, those we, on we Tumblr. Got we got an idea on we Twitter. Did? Yeah. We did? did we want to save it for next episode? It'll be the first of the new year. So you can send us your ideas to Twitter or Tumblr or our email address. And our email address is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. I just, Panda, it's your turn. <laughs> that we also have a Kofi. You can find us at ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket. And that is all of our things. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Oh, there's another thing we missed. Um, no, yeah, out. you're right. To our producer, good old Jimmy. He is at Jimothy Jam. At Jimothy Jam, and he is responsible for our theme song, which is called Cul-de-Sac Sunset. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market Panned. Everybody, it's time to jingle all the way. Have a good one. Bye-bye.